Hi, and welcome to Friday I'm in Love Monday I post, post podcasts. I'm Gail. I'm Michelle. And this is Sunday. We are podcasting on Sunday today for a very good reason. Uh, in support of the Tumblr log off protest because I will not be on Tumblr tomorrow and I'm on <laughs> Tumblr every day because Tumblr is um cracking down on adult content after they got banned from the iTunes app store um a couple of weeks after they decided to ban adult content everything's going to be safe for work now in theory they have an algorithm that's doing it instead of say a person that can't tell the statue of David from anything actually (laughs) and they're flagging stuff like crazy in a lead up to tomorrow when the policy goes down and so will Tumblr, maybe, possibly. Um, there's a tradition in fan communities, and I'll post a link to um, a person who studies it. She's C. Feisler on Twitter, um, that banning adult content tends to drive people away from fan communities that they've built up. So, Michelle, you've been on Tumblr for a long, long time. Um, yeah. What... What brought you to Tumblr in the first place? People I knew on Twitter, probably. <laughs> okay. Um, a place to post my art, because um, Tumblr is a lot about art, and twi- Twitter at the time was basically just not art-friendly <laughs> 10, 9, 10 years ago. Um, it's not as art-friendly or video-friendly as it is now. I mean, basically, it was just 140 characters and bang, you're out. Mm-hmm. And your photos counted against that character limit and yeah, things like that. Yeah, links did too. Links did too. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, um, I guess comic book stuff led me to Tumblr. Actually, like I know, a couple of my Twitter peeps they're into Marvel stuff, and DC stuff, and so, comic book links or comic book art would come from there, and or funny memes and stuff like that. And so, I had a Tumblr account. Um, I posted some fiction there. I oh, also, and my use of Tumblr has evolved over time because I used to just pretty much post my Twitter there. And then I have like 10 Tumblr accounts where I would post Twitter fiction on one. And there was one that I was doing apocalypse stuff, but that didn't go anywhere. Um, <laughs> back for the Mayan apocalypse. Um, so much gets lost in translation. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so, Which is where Tumblr is in the translation between what real people think is not safe for work and what, what an algorithm, algorithm or thinks is not safe some, for yes. work. Yes, because computers don't actually know what is and isn't safe for work because they're a computer, they're not an actual person. Yeah, Tumblr's like apparently doing it based on the number of flesh-colored pixels. And so I've been showing Gail some of the funnier stuff, like a baby mm-hmm. covered in peanut butter that they flagged. Yeah, because I mean, it's twenty eighteen. Anything could be flesh color. <laughs> that's not a that's not an actual term that means anything anymore. No, and then there was the female facing nipples. Is that what it is? Female which, presenting. Female nipples. presenting nipples, which yeah. just seems ludicrous. Yeah. Although apparently they are not banning them in ter- case of art or like gender modification stuff, but like. But how can an algorithm tell? Yeah, well, truth coming out of a well is going around because it's a female presenting nipples and a uh-huh. and attacking people for being untruthful coming out of a well, and that gets flagged a lot. And so there's also the censored version. <laughs> it's just and they so even though their terms of service include the use of art, 
It's not working that it's way. It's not working that way. All right. Now, what sort of communities have you developed on Tumblr? Oh, we're quizzing me. I told you, you I was going to be asking you questions. Warn me. Well, um, I was trying to figure out when my Tumblr use changed from just posting random art, and I started Robot and Turtle. And so I have a Robot and Turtle Tumblr that just posts Robot and Turtle art. And I had Blinkity Love stuff where I posted the when I was doing four-panel comics for the band, and I still post some stuff there. I still post some Robot and Turtle stuff there, although I've kind of gone off to a Blinkity Love. Blinkity Love started out as a band, uh, Ty, Tinker, Tammy, and TK, and I thought Blinkity Love was a good name because it sounded like something that would be in a manga or an anime. Um, and so that's where the Blinkity Loves comes from. Actually, I started my own band long ago, and so there's a Blinkity Love Tumblr um, where I post my cartoony art, my more abstract stuff is usually I'm way too segmented um so I was posting art and then I followed a lot of artists and then I think it was when Korasami hit because I had been watching Legend of Korra because we loved Avatar and so I stopped watching seriously after the really cool episode where Korra and Asami went driving in the first season because well it was another case of queer baiting it seemed like where there were going to be these two great characters with great chemistry and they were going to make them date dick guys which sucked and then three years later i find out well yeah they did make them date guys but then they got together at the end so i had to go back and rewatch. <laughs> and, and we also had a main coon cat who loved cora yeah for, for a long time so they had them in stock at the target by us because i made them order them and then they ordered more because it probably tweaked their algorithm that local people were interested mm-hmm. in it and so um yeah that's how advertising we are all and we are all in a mad advertising algorithm and that's why tumblr is doing this so that they can guarantee their advertisers that they won't be linked to not safe for work stuff or they won't be in violation of um the this new legislation that passed congress that gal's going to talk about in a bit um and I do not see the sense of driving away the community that is using you daily for future revenue you're not getting, future users you have no way to appeal to because your interface sucks and, and ticking off your user base and driving them to other places like Archive of Our Own. Apparently uh, there's a graph, I'll post a link to it in the notes um by someone who makes a study of fandom communities and archive of our own and tumblr have both been climbing at the same rate and archive of our own has been created by people mostly women it's a non-profit who were looking for a place to post art where we would they wouldn't run into the sort of thing where you're the person who is well funding your server what do you who owns the place the f- owns your platform mm-hmm. decides what can and cannot be posted right. <laughs> and i got distracted again oh right we were on how tumblr made me gayer because it did <laughs> <laughs> i was already gay and then tumblr made me gayer because there was a Korasami thing which went through tumblr like a i mean people were posting where they were when it happened um the finale of season four of and this is a spoiler if you haven't seen legend of Korra, but mm-hmm. Yeah, they go off on a vacation together in the spirit world and and then they've pu- published comics where there's actually kissing and they talk about their relationship and Korra introduces her parents to Asami as her girlfriend. 
And so it's definitely canon. Canon is one of the things I had to explain to Gail because I'm I write love life fan fiction and um, love love life fandom is one of my one of the things that I love about Tumblr um, because I've made friends there and there's a definite community and um, I that's one of the things I search for um, and there's a, that's introduced I had to look some stuff up but there's the whole canon and non-canon thing that I had to explain to Gail the stuff that's actually in the anime or in the manga and the stuff that fandom assumes about characters or fandom things happened or fandom creates yes um so I went from Korosami to Fluttering Feelings because mm-hmm. I was following a graphic designer who was doing cool military vehicles for some project she was doing. And she was also a huge fan of Korean manhwa, which I'm probably mispronouncing. But that got me on Fluttering Feelings, which got me on to um, Girlfriends? Dynasty Scans. Yes. Yeah, and, well, Girlfriends, Erica Friedman, Ozaki, Oz, um, I should... Erica Friedman, I was searching her site, Ozaku, Ozaku Yori, um, and that got me, she got me into girlfriends. They kind of both happened at a parallel time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Fluttering Feelings got me to Dynasty Scans, and that got me to Nikomaki Manga, and that got me to thinking my cat, who liked K-pop, would like Love Live, and it turns out she loved Love Live, so mm-hmm. that got us all involved in the Love Live fandom. Flash love love life. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are still in the love life fandom, and well, hell yeah, it's waiting, great. Waiting to see what they do with the love life sunshine movie next. So. Yeah, although I don't know that we'll be able to see it in this country anytime soon, so I will just have spoilers on Tumblr. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's been it's fascinating. Tumblr is very multicultural. I mean, I'm in awe of the bilingual and trilingual people, and mm-hmm. all the people in various somebody in um i had to look up where it was the mauritius i can't pronounce it it's a small island off the coast of africa was reading my fan fiction and i think the language there is french as well as some native stuff and it's just so impressive i mean i have a little bit of french and i took latin and kel and i keep wondering if we should learn japanese or korean or we have some spanish too um my brother hooked us on korean dramas too oh but that's art is a big part and art is a universal language. Mm-hmm. So it's really fascinating to see the difference between the Korean art styles and the Chinese art styles because I'm a big fan of their story, which I also found on Tumblr mm-hmm. and the, um, the Japanese art styles that show up there too. Okay. Did that explain how Tumblr made me gayer? Um, not entirely. <laughs> entirely. Well, there's the whole thing you occasionally talk about how you read manga and realized that other girl, other women had feelings. Oh, well, that's really complicated, and I don't know that has a lot to do with Tumblr. Okay. I, I mean, that'll... I will, we will talk about how manga helped me discover it. You should probably feel sorry for my wife. That um, <laughs> people could have entirely separate sets of feelings, <laughs> which I am... And and it and yeah, so I make a joke that I manga helped me discover that girls had feelings, and you should feel sorry for my wife. But um, and that's something uh, fan fiction also helped with because I have I I like fan fiction. I like the shared universe. I like 
I like having readers who care about the characters as much as I do. I like having readers who know so much about the characters that it causes me to up my game. I like having characters that I can see in my head. I have written original fiction and I plan to probably write a play at some point. I'm working my way toward that um, and other stuff, but I just, fan fiction got me back to writing and I'm very grateful for that. I think the first fan fiction I read was probably Bodacious Space Pirates or maybe Sailor Moon because uh, we started watching Sailor Moon at some point, although that was a bit scary for both Flash and me. Mm-hmm. And um, Bodacious Space Pirates, if you haven't watched it, is wonderful. And then I probably read some, I don't think I read Korsami fan fiction. I read uh, Little Witch Academia. Well, long ago you read Buffy fan fiction. Too. Long ago I wrote Buffy fan fiction. Mm-hmm. I, I I couldn't cope with the end of season seven and I figured I would go through a mourning period because Buffy kind of rebooted me artistically. Um, So I wrote a thing where um, Tara comes back and possesses and is sharing a body, Oz's body and Kennedy because I'm a big Kennedy fan and they go off and fight some kind of witch's commune with Willow in London. Mm-hmm. which was pretty cool. So I haven't posted that anywhere because I don't know what I did with it and it's on it's three computers ago, but yeah, <laughs> actually that was uh, technically the first fan fiction I wrote. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, there was Legion of Superhero fan fiction because Shrinking Violet and um, Lightning Last were like the first gay characters I really got into long ago and far away because um, I loved the Legion of Superheroes when I was growing up because that's one of the differences about manga and this is turning into Michelle and Manga and not Michelle and Tumblr. But... um. Because in America, comic books are fight the villain and maybe kind of have relationships on the side. And I think that's why I liked the Legion of Superheroes because it was pretty much 50-50 girl guy and there was dating. And although if you had asked teen me, I would have said yik fooey kissing. Ew, gross. And actually, if you catch me on a bad day, I might say that anyway. <laughs> At least in rehearsal in front of actors who I'm trying not to make kiss on stage, but I should probably let them have emotions. Um... But in manga, it's you don't have villains. You just have feelings. <laughs> and it's fascinating. I mean, I always love to hear how people got together stories. And I think that's part of why I write how people got together stories. Because I love communication dynamics. And I love interpersonal dynamics. And I love to see how things develop. And so Tumblr was the doorway for me into both finding people who wrote and drew about that in ways I can access and in helping me do that. And so I'm really, really pissed off at the people who are causing revolutions or um, seismic shocks across Tumblr for advertising dollars they don't have for people. Like I said, there's really no reason to tick off a lot of your user base. And I mean, a lot of the, the user, this is in theory in response to porn bots and child pornography and that stuff should not be there but the user base has been kicking about that for a long time and tumblr ignored them until apple booted them from the app store and then tumblr's mm. like ooh, ooh, ooh suddenly we're going to be good citizens and what they're actually doing is just a ham-handed approach to make things prettier it's like you know when you put siding up over a house that's falling apart mm-hmm. it just looks shiny mm-hmm. well and also it seems like a lot of the a lot of what we've been talking about up leading up to this has also been that when people crack down on something in on the internet it's nearly always about sex 
And to go along with that, it is nearly always about the LGBTQ, LGBTQ community. There we go. Um, yeah. So much more than cracking down on violence. Or, or Nazis. Or Nazis, or anything like that. It, they, it seems like our, the LGBT, LGBT, LGBTQ community is always a target for, oh, we have to crack down on this certain thing because... We don't want it here anymore. We or, don't want our children to see it. We don't want our this children to see it. This assumes that all thing. gay content is sexual, right. which is not true. Because even before you hit puberty, you're gay. Right. I mean, if you're not out, but the gay content is not automatically harmful to children. And when crackdowns like this happen, a lot of it is adjacent to eventually sneaking your way into gay content is harmful for children. Yes. And... It's not. There's no reason why something be someone being gay in and of themselves is harmful to children because that's who they are. It's part of life. <laughs> part of life. Yes. Um, yeah. There's a Washington. There was a Washington Post article actually, and I saw the um, the blurb tum- quote. Tumblr's nudity crackdown means pornography will be harder to find on this platform than Nazi propaganda. Um, people have, and that's true because people I've been seeing in my Tumblr feed people taking screenshots where they search for white supremacy or Nazi, and there's a bunch of blogs linked in where they search for sex or queer or something like that, and it there's nothing in the search box. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure about the queer thing, but I know the sex thing. And not say for work, and apparently it's impacted some furry stuff too. Um, so people are going to have to find workarounds and use different terms. Yeah, um, actually, I was when I was looking stuff up, one of the places... Well, okay, a lot of this goes back to the uh, SESA-FOSTA Act. I think that was right. No, FOSTA-SESTA that was recently signed into law. It was, it came up in March. And one of the things that it does, it, it okay, that was supposedly started to stop sex trafficking on the internet, which is a really good thing. There shouldn't be sex trafficking anywhere. So stopping having it on the internet is a good thing. But when going through Congress, it turned into this heavy-handed thing that seems to make it so that um, what's been called Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act um, is being basically overruled. And Section 230 is the, the place where... It, the government says, okay, the platform is not responsible for the content that its users put on there. So basically, if Section 230 is done away with, then anyone, um, if anyone has, shares child porn on Tumblr, Tumblr 
can be held accountable for that. And if anyone tries to run sex trafficking ads on Craigslist, Craigslist can be held accountable for that. And so... Which is part of why Facebook has recently sorry, Facebook has recently had a crackdown where they are removing sexual slang, which is in it's insane. apparently you can't talk about sex on Facebook now. Well, and, and also can can sensual consensual sexual, sexual sex. yeah because because of this and to try to keep up with sexual slang is just insane. You can't do it. No, you will end up with nothing. You won't be able to use any words at all. Because, I mean, you read Shakespeare. If you don't, if there's a joke you don't understand, that's because it's using sexual slang from the Elizabethan area. Which we might get back to to have to beat the filter. (laughs) Yeah, that might work. Um, So now we've put it out there, so they'll be looking for it. Oh, you can might as well start. Good friends. <laughs> anyway, um, so FOSTA SESTA, part of it is going to be holding platforms accountable for sex trafficking that goes on on their sites. And so I, I was reading an article in Vox about this. Um, basically... A while ago, Craigslist did away with its personals, ad, its personal ads division, or section. There we go. So what people are doing now apparently is going to the activities section and saying that they're looking for people for activities. I'm I'm doing air quotes. You can't see that because this is a podcast. But people are going to activities and saying they're looking for activities and people to do activities with. So. I don't see how that's any better. Um, no, what but, we end, and you said that article, what ends up is a small amount of people control what people can say. Right. Um, because you said that um, this was partly larger companies supported it to drive smaller companies out because right. they can't afford the litigation. The, the big tech companies are saying, oh, this is a great thing. We're getting rid of sex trafficking on the internet. We're getting rid of child porn. But what they're not saying is, we're getting rid of that by making it so every smaller every tech company will be tied up in litigation because they're being sued about content on their sites. And smaller companies that aren't Facebook or Google or Amazon won't be able to afford this litigation and so they will go out of business. And Hollywood is happy because they'll be able to crack down on Copyright content. Right. And Gail read an interesting article which she was telling me about, and this goes back to the small amount of people who are controlling what you can say or what they want you to say about, we were, I was surprised she'd read about the movie rating system. Right. Um, a, a while ago, actually, the end of October, the LA Times did a story about the, move, the MPAA movie rating system. Um, I should have pulled this up earlier. But basically, what happens is there are there's a small group of parents you have to be a parent to be on the ratings board first off all right and you Uh, go off when your child ages yeah (laughs) you go you go off when your child reaches 17 uh or when your i guess your youngest child reaches 17. oh i thought it was 21 okay but um anyway 
It's like 20 people in L.A. There are... No, oh, you're right. It's 21. Uh, nine full-time and part-time readers. Five mothers and four fathers. They're from around the country, but they basically... So there are these nine parents who decide what ratings each movie gets. They they get together, they watch every movie there is made, and first they decide what rating they personally would give it give to that movie and then they get they group these all together and as a group decide what rating each movie is going to get which just it's so fluid it's so it's just not an easy way of doing things. Yeah, I always and, thought it was like you got tagged with an R for X number of sex scenes or X number of curse words, but it turns but out that's not, not it. It's not that orderly. Right, it's not that orderly at all. I mean, and they do sometimes say, okay, well, if you cut this many curse words or if you cut this scene. Which is probably a gay scene. <laughs> or, or a sex scene, you can go from an R to a P. PG-13, or you can go from NC-17 to R, which apparently is, there have been several times when that's happened. Yeah, that's really says right anything. Um, But yeah, the, the fact that there's these nine people have so much impact on a major industry in the country, and then there is no set guideline of anything. And, I mean, you look at the ratings they give to movies, you can tell it's so obvious that there's such a bias against anything sexual, anything gay, anything trans. There, but violence. Violence we don't care. is fine. <laughs> blow off as many heads as you like. Just don't blow off a head. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's it's true. Back yeah. to language. Yeah, um, I just read an interesting article about how China is doing this major dystopian um, cyber dystopia, turning into a major cyber dystopia where there's a social credit score and they're cracking down on Uyghurs and putting them in camps and re-educating their children and it's basically genocide. Um, with the assistance of your communist government, which controls everything and American companies are helping them censor, which are, are gone tempted to build platforms to do that which sucks but the point of the article was that yeah sure china the government is doing this but in america companies are doing this to you you're getting i mean there's so much surveillance for the purposes of advertising and so mm-hmm. much surveillance cameras out there now on the streets and if you run red lights or just in downtowns or even um, if you're just walking by yeah any, and apple or amazon's recently filed a patent so that the door can check people's face to help sell their facial recognition software which they're also trying to or i don't know if they're selling it to immigration or what but there's just just small amount of people technology is outpacing everything and free speech platforms are getting rarer and rarer and places where you can really express yourself and post not safe for work content or any kind of content or find a community where you have this niche thing in common and Tumblr was one of those places which was kind of like a wild west free for all. I mean the the inter the 
what you, interface, you know, with the, the user interface isn't that great. It's pretty primitive. They don't put your content in an algorithm. You can search for anything. I mean, I've Tumblr's been very educational for me. Um, and I, I live on Twitter mostly, but Tumblr, you know, the long form. There's parrot has somebody posted out the, the, the difference between Twitter and Tumblr is that you know, people on Tumblr can handle paragraphs. And <laughs> there's been a whole lot of humor coming out of this situation, which is one of the things I love about Tumblr. The the memes I've had to learn about and the other fandoms I'm kind of half literate in because they just post such funny stuff. Mm-hmm. I and mean, it's really just kind of a free-for-all that ups my game linguistically and culturally. And if there's a mass exodus, I will miss it. And it just seems like this whole thing is very poorly thought out basically designed to get money into yahoo and make yahoo look good on paper because they paid a billion bucks and said they weren't gonna fuck it up and here they are fucking it up so thank you whoever did that and said that because not true Mm. um so yeah tomorrow there is a tumblr a log off boycott there's a so don't sign into tumblr if you're tumbling um Support, there's also, you can email support at tumblr.com or Jeff Donoff, J-E-F-F-D-O-N-O-F, at, is the CEO of Tumblr on Twitter. And uh, I think Tumblr Logoff is also on Twitter. So, um, yeah. The key is, apparently, for an effective boycott is to make as much noise off the platform as you can and don't go on the platform. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, this is... Tumblr is not safe for work content is going away from Tumblr. It will always, it will, oh, they won't need safe mode anymore because everything will be safe. But who knows? Somebody, they were, um, there was this post going around where people, they had like a fake breast in a hand and they did it with a blue tint and they did it cubic and they did it, um, all these different ways and they said what this is going to bring back is cubism and blue period and mm. you know there were a bunch of ways you could get a breast across without the flesh tones that the algorithm didn't flag mm-hmm. and then there's the stuff that the algorithm does flag like art and just random useless stuff that's got nothing in it I mean text posts are supposed to be okay but if they're actually cracking down on say for work stuff who knows for how long I follow a um, D&D thread where they post uh, shit my players say I think is what it's called where people send in funny stuff that their D&D group says and an astonishing amount of that is about how many people want to fuck various monsters and whatever so a lot of that is would be not safe for work if you drew it <laughs> yeah. but it's um, text posting so they're not sure if they're going to get bumped and people have been massively backing up their art blogs if they have anything that's been flagged Mm -hmm. and some people are just leaving i think phil plate the bad astronomer said that he couldn't support this kind of misogynistic small-minded stuff and so he's pulling his tumblr and he's pretty popular i don't know how many other people are pulling their tumblr but that's another case of white male privilege where he can pull his tumblr and people will still find him other places but then there's the people in the smaller communities like love live and even smaller than that where we found each other on tumblr and if tumblr goes away there's a lot of them you know there's nobody knows what's going to happen next because it's a community that they've made for themselves and they're not you know mr big dude with several platforms Mm -hmm. and maybe him pulling will make an impact for the rest of us and tumblr will pay attention because he probably gets a lot of traffic. Or maybe him pulling will be the last straw and Tumblr will, Tumblr will 
Well, crash. Yeah, so um, I don't know if the bigger, if the pulling off the blogs of the people who pull their blogs off of Tumblr, but that's not a solution for a lot of us who've built a community here and don't want it to go away. So, Tumblr boycott tomorrow. Um, I love you, Tumblr peeps. Um, and this has been our, anything else? No, thanks. Yeah, gay stuff is not automatically not safe for work. People grow up. Mm-hmm. Um, next week we will be we will be going back to our regular two week schedule where we podcast on the day Gail doesn't get paid, so we're not bored and depressed. <laughs> um, we've been watching Terrace House on um, Netflix, Netflix, which is amazing. I started watching it because they had a nice hockey, female ice hockey player, and I thought that'll be cool. And it turns out she is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just uh, at the end of last season they had a guy on and it turns out he's bi so we're kind of curious to see where this goes mm-hmm. so and the new season starts tuesday yeah soon so we'll be watching that and talking about that in the next podcast but for now um put some pressure on tumblr for me because i love tumblr and i hate for it to go away and they should stop being completely paid for and bought by advertisers with very limited imagination mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah, when we're all here for the bot, uh, corporate, it, the things we've been learning about corporate America over the course of watching them run rampant over politics and culture <clears throat> is just shocking. I mean, they seem more team Nazi than team anybody else, and that's really, really, really just awful because not giving Nazis a platform is a good plan. Yeah. And punching them, too. Um, Alrighty, well, thanks for listening. Um, Find me on Tumblr or not or twitter or look us up somewhere gail doesn't actually do much other social media than twitter because she has to do it professionally so yeah i have to do facebook all day long that was that was the funny thing when everybody's posting there this is where you find me on social media in case tumblr just completely goes away no one suggested finding them on facebook (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. don't look me up on facebook i only do that for relatives in theater (laughs) all righty well take care this has been Friday I'm in love and Monday, Monday I post podcasts, podcasts and we're, uh, we'll talk to you later or come out with us. This is the catchphrase gals <laughs> trying to get across. Uh, oh, talk to them while I um, don't tell you my <laughs> passcode. All right. So yeah, everybody. Um, oh, watch the Spider-Verse movie. Yeah. Watch the Spider-Verse movie. It was so cool. Yep. Very, very cool. Not very gay, but very, very cool. Mm-hmm. This is we should talk about comic books sometime because I was a I've been a massive reader of comic books forever, but um, Gail never read comic books, but she likes the movies, so we can now actually talk about them because <laughs> Gail knows who everybody is. Although we need a Legion of Superheroes movie, so if anybody's listening there who has control over Legion of Superheroes, just don't stick them in one episode on um, Smallville. Um, make an actual Netflix series or movie. Thank you. Um, take care. Etc. Signing off now. Come out with us. Did I do that right? <laughs> well, you didn't until you said, did I do it right? <laughs> All right. This is Michelle actually signing off. And this is Gail. Uh, take care. Bye. <laughs>